They've only lost four games this season. They're still leading the AFC North. But are those four losses a recipe for how their season is going to end? That's the focus of today's TDN Daily. And welcome into the Tuesday edition of the TDN Daily Podcast. Chris Schubert back with you once again here on the show. The Baltimore Ravens, the focus of the show today and how they have one fatal flaw, one major problem that is probably going to be uh, the derailment of their season. Despite being 7-4, and four, despite being the top team in the AFC North, there are some warning signs. There are those red lights blinking uh, as to this team has some big problems that they need to sort out. But before we get into that, Got to tell you about our friends over at Bet Online. Basketball is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all of your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. They're always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events, whether that's the NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Just head on over to BetOnline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Just make Make sure to use our promo code believe that's b-l-e-a-v to receive your rewards bet online where the game starts and in order to start this conversation about the baltimore ravens i think we need to have a conversation about team identity there is no uh singular way to build a team in the national football league teams go about the approach of building football teams very differently i can think of the way san francisco builds their football team right very similarly to the way the jets build their football team to the way the dolphins build their football team because the influence at the head coach position but there is an identity there between those three teams there is the identity of the way the Bills run their football team the way the Chiefs run their football team when you have a unicorn at the position like Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes you can run your team a little differently I think of the way Tennessee is built on offense with running the football with Derrick Henry and how Derrick Henry is the focal point I think of the way the Browns are set up with Nick Chubb no two teams are built exactly the same and there's not only one way uh, to win in this league and to go to a Super Bowl. We see teams all the time go to Super Bowl and, and they have you know different formulas. We've seen San Francisco get to the Super Bowl in recent years. They're not doing so with you know excellent top-tier quarterback play. We see defenses be able to make runs. We've seen the way the Giants have won two Super Bowls. It is not a uniform approach to how you win and how you have success in the National Football League. And the Baltimore Ravens are no exception. They run an offense that is unique to every other offense, I think, in the National Football League because of what they do with the quarterback. They're built on the premise of Lamar Jackson Jackson is as much of a focal point as our running game as any other quarterback that we have. It is the closest thing to an option offense that you're going to see in the National Football League. We're going to have a lot of tight ends on the field. We're going to beef up the offensive line. We're going to have a, a multiple-headed run, running game attack with both running backs. We're going to get the fullback involved. we got the quarterback involved. That is the way that the Baltimore Ravens are designed. It's different than San Francisco. It's different than Tennessee. It's different than Cleveland. It's different than New England. It's different than Tampa. Go down the list. It is different. It is unique. It is a totally different approach to the way offenses are run there in Baltimore because they believe they have a unicorn at the position in Lamar Jackson. Does things with his legs that not many, if any, quarterbacks in the National Fo Football League can do. So that's the identity of the Baltimore Ravens. And so far this season, it's worked. They're 7-4. and four. They're leading the division over the Cincinnati Bengals on the tiebreaker. But I think it is those four losses. I'm not focusing on the seven wins. We're being a little negative. We were positive on yesterday's show, giving some coaches some praise. We're going to be a little negative here on the show today. we got to balance it out here when we got five shows in the week. we got to balance it just a little bit. I want to focus on those four losses because there is a common thread in each of those four losses that I think leads to a very important question 
for the Baltimore Ravens, and it could be the fatal flaw that stops them in the postseason. So the four losses that the Baltimore Ravens have this season are to the Dolphins in Week 2. Everybody remembers the comeback in the second half that the Dolphins had. The Bills comeback against the Ravens a couple weeks later. The loss to the Giants in this past Sunday against the Jaguars. What do all four of those losses have in common? Well, their second half collapses, their fourth quarter collapses, and ultimately it leads to this question. Do the Baltimore Ravens have a closer problem? And I use the term closer, and I'm going to make the analogy to baseball. It's the other sport that I love just as much as football, so it's easy for me to make the comparison. In baseball, your closer is the guy that you bring in to get the last three outs, the three most important outs. Towards the tail end of the game, you have the one guy that you know you're going to turn to because he's going to be able to get the three outs, get those three batters that he needs in order for you to win the game. Well, the Baltimore Ravens in their four losses tend to have a problem with closing football games. I don't know if they have a true closer that fits the identity of this football team. Just look at the rushing statistics for the team at large. Lamar Jackson, 755 yards. The next closest rusher is Kenyon Drake at 392. Justice Hill with 223. Gus Edwards with 183. J.K. Dobbins with 123. Then Devin Duvernay's got 75. Lamar Jackson has 111 carries on the ground. The next closest is Kenyon Drake at 85. So we've got over 30 more carries close to it for Lamar Jackson and close to double the yard, 755 to 392. And in those close games, in those big-time moments, are the Ravens comfortable with asking Lamar Jackson to be their closer? Because think about it. You have a lead late in the fourth quarter. You have a lead late in the game. What do you do? Run the ball, milk the clock, give the other team less time to operate. Well, for the Ravens to do that, in order for the Ravens to fit with their identity, to fit with who they are, to fit what the statistics bear out, that means Lamar Jackson has to take that punishment in those moments in the fourth quarter where it's gritty, it's tough. you got to make those tough runs. Does that feel like a winning formula? Does it feel like on first and second down, third down, when you're trying to ask a team to, to burn their timeouts, you're going to ask Lamar Jackson to be out in space and try to make guys miss and take some rough hits and take some tough tackles? You need Lamar Jackson for the postseason. And that's the rub of the way the Baltimore Ravens run things. They run things in a way where Lamar Jackson is a focal point, but how much of a focal point do they want him to be in crunch time? When they need to milk the clock. When they need to keep the ball in bounds. They need to keep things moving. Because they're not getting the type of production that they need from the other pieces to give the ball to somebody else. If Kenyon Drake was having a fantastic season, he could be the closer in those crunch time moments. Instead of Lamar, okay, we're going to give it to Kenyon Drake. He's going to get those tough runs, those big time runs. We're going to gain the first downs that we need. We're going to milk the clock. We're going to keep the other team off the field. We're going to get out of here with a victory. Because in those four losses, it's a common theme. The defense isn't very good in the fourth quarter. And on offense, they can't keep the ball. They give it back. They don't have the ability to close. And I look at this and I say, is there somebody coming? Is there a savior coming? Because it's not like they have a prolific passing offense. They are built, again, the identity thing that we talked about at the beginning of the show. They are built with the idea of we are a run-first team, we pass second. Well, when you do it that way and your run for his identity includes a lot of Lamar Jackson, it puts you in these awkward situations in the fourth quarter. It puts you in these awkward spots, late in games, inside of 10 minutes, where you have to run the ball, you have to manage the clock, you need to keep the other team's offense off the field. Are you going to ask Lamar Jackson to take that workload? Think about the way Tennessee does it. 
And those opportunities, we got a big we got a big back in the backfield. It's his job. Pay him a lot of money. Give it to 22. We're going to give it to Derrick Henry. You know what the, Cle- what the Cleveland Browns do? They give it to Nick Chubb. And we have some angry runs. We have some big-time runs to gain first downs to keep the clock moving because that's that those guys' identity. That's their job. That's what they do. Well, the Ravens' identity would be to give the ball more to Lamar Jackson. Do you want to risk a Lamar Jackson injury that completely derails your offense? It is the catch-22 of the way the Baltimore Ravens run things. And the four losses have a very similar threat. And that's why I think the, these, this is the fatal flaw. These are the warning signs. Because let me ask everybody a question here. And it's somewhat rhetorical, but I'm going to ask it out loud, I think, to emphasize the point that I'm trying to make here. Baltimore Ravens right now winning the AFC North. So have a playoff spot locked up. They'd be playing a playoff game. Does anybody think the way that this team is built right now, that they are built in a manner that is going to allow them to blow teams out? Do we think they're going to get up multiple scores on a team? A team of the AFC playoff caliber? Let me just very quickly look at what the playoff picture looks like. Are they going to be able to go up big on Miami? Oh, wait, they've already done that and lost. Are they going to be able to go up big on Buffalo? Well, they weren't up big on Buffalo, but they gave away a lead. Cincinnati, Tennessee, Kansas City, the Jets right now, who they played in week one, but I think it's a very different football team than they played in week one. Are they a team that you look at matched up against any of those teams that they're going to have a multiple score lead late in the game where they don't have to worry about these tough decisions? No. Baltimore's not designed to play games like that. Baltimore's designed to play kind of that old school football in the playoffs. We're going to run the ball. We're going to play defense. And we're going to keep it close. It's going to be close scoring and things are going to break one way or the other. Well, guess what? Their defense hasn't been very good in the fourth quarter. It's been the Achilles heel of these fourth quarter collapses. And I don't know if they have the running identity in the fourth quarter in those crunch time moments. Now, maybe in the playoffs, it's different. Maybe in the playoffs, they know they got to live to fight another day. And so, you know what? We are going to lean on Lamar. And so right now, they're doing a little bit of management here where they're trying to kind of keep Lamar upright, keep Lamar healthy, while also trying to, to balance winning. And, and, and it catches them in these situations where they don't want to risk it too much, but then they're not risking it enough, and they end up giving away games. Maybe that truly is the case in come playoff time. The training wheels are going to come off in, in, in that regard, and they are going to no holds barred. We are going to play to try to win each game and move on. Whatever happens, happens, and Lamar is going to have all these carries. Maybe that will truly be the case, but you can't give away games like this and not expect the questions to be asked because I don't think there's a fix. I don't think it's the play calling. There's no reinforcements coming in a big way. They are who they are. They're a team that's built with, we're going to have multiple tight ends on the field. We're going to run the ball. Lamar's going to be a big part of it. That's it. There's no changing of that. They're not going to all of a sudden throw the ball 35, 40 times a game with Lamar. They're not going to do that. It's not their identity. It's not how they're built. And so are they going to give away too many games here in the regular season trying to balance that act that I was just talking about. I don't know. They've only given away four this season. Again, I said it at the top. They've only lost four, but it's those four losses that give me great pause about picking Baltimore to go far because I think the way those four losses went down is how the playoffs are going to go. They're going to be in close games in the fourth quarter. They're going to be in those pressure situations. And so far this season, it has not necessarily worked out that way that I trust Baltimore in those spots. And they've got a good coach who should understand situational football. And it just seems that things get different for them in the fourth quarter, that they manage the game differently. They approach that phase of the game differently, and they've given away games. They gave it away against Jacksonville. They certainly gave it away in week two against the Dolphins. But that had more to do with just, I think, an entire second half collapse more so than a fourth quarter. I think the fourth quarter against the Giants is another example of this. The way the defense played in the fourth quarter, the way the offense was called, the way the offense was executed. 
there just seems to be a fatal flaw in the way that they run things of our closer's name is Lamar Jackson, but do we want Lamar Jackson to take that kind of punishment? Again, the Tennessee Titans are built that their closer is Derrick Henry, and they're very comfortable with Derrick Henry being their closer. The Browns are structured in a way where Nick Chubb is their closer, and they're comfortable with, with him being their closer. The Ravens are built in a way that Lamar Jackson is their closer, and I don't know how comfortable they are with that. Not that they don't think Lamar can do it, but I think they worry about can he withstand that kind of punishment. It's, it's always been the big thing with running quarterbacks. It's always been a big thing with quarterbacks who have this kind of influence in the running game, specifically Lamar. He does it differently than everybody else at the position. So are they comfortable with him taking that kind of hits? Because all it takes is one hit, and he's exposing himself to more risk with the more that they run. One hit to potentially derail the entire season. We saw it. He was banked up last year. And remember, there's a contract conversation looming at the end of the season for both of these sides. I wonder if that's playing into some of the way that these dynamics are playing out. I just look at the rest of the teams in the National Football League, and I see that, you know, look, Kansas City, they're closer. We'll give the ball to Patrick Mahomes. We're going to let him throw it because we know he can execute and he can pick up yards in a big-time third-down spot. Josh Allen, he's a bigger back. He's a bigger quarterback. We can run the ball a little bit more with him. And so I just... I think the Ravens are designed in a way where Lamar Jackson is supposed to be that closer. He's supposed to be the guy that gets the last three outs of the game, but I just don't know if the Ravens are super comfortable with exposing him to that week in and week out, game in, game out, in all of these crunch time situations because I don't think they want to expose the risk. Now, maybe I'm wrong, and maybe come playoff time, they're going to completely change their tune and, and things are going to be okay, but I just I look at all of these different teams and I see the way teams are built and I look at the way the Ravens are built and it just feels to me as though they are trying to avoid a catastrophic injury, and I can understand why, but it is coming at the expense of these close games in the fourth quarter, and they've allowed Cincinnati to come back into the division. The teams have the same record. Baltimore just has the tiebreaker right now, So, and those two teams, I believe, play the last week of the season, so you're going to want to circle that one very, very quickly. And I like Lamar. I think his future this offseason is going to be one of the biggest storylines we've seen in recent memory. I think Baltimore has a lot of talent on the offensive side of the ball to be able to win a playoff game or two and make a run. I think Lamar is a difference maker in that regard, but they got to get there and they got to show me that those warts that have led to those four losses are just a product of them trying to balance the risk and not a bigger issue of it. They don't want, they want to avoid that altogether and the defense can't play well in the fourth quarter and the play calling gets different because those things are tougher to fix. If you just told me we're just kind of managing it because we want to make sure Lamar's healthy for the postseason, I may not agree with it, but I can buy that as a methodology. If it's that the defense is letting us down, we're not calling the offense the same, and those are the bigger issues as to why we can't get it done, we don't have enough talent running the football, I, can't, I don't know if you can fix those. I don't know where the fix for those things comes in. Through 11 games, your defense is what it is. The play calling has been what it's been. I don't know how many reinforcements are coming. Kenyon Drake is what he is. Now, those things are harder to fix. If it's just we're trying to manage it with Lamar, I can buy into that, and I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily agree with it, but again, I could understand it, and that, to me, would allow me to be like, okay, come playoff time, the wheels are off, all hands on deck, Lamar's going to be the closer, he's going to be asked to do that. And so the Baltimore Ravens, I think, have a closer problem, and it's their own design that has put them in this situation where I think they're balancing it. If I had to take a guess, I think they're just trying to balance it and not put Lamar in harm's way unnecessarily and still trying to get out of Dodge with a victory. 
that was fun. A fun little conversation about the Baltimore Ravens. We were talking about uh, on to, on today's edition of Draft Dudes, which we actually recorded yesterday on Monday, and we were talking about Baltimore, and Kyle brought up some numbers about the Baltimore Ravens, and it got me thinking, and I was like, man, I just think this is the way that they're they're trying to do things, and they're trying to balance it, and it's just not working. And I even said on the show, I said, they got a closer problem. That kind of spawned the idea for talking about team identities and, and the way the Ravens are structured and the way that this works. So uh, appreciate you all joining me here to talk about the Ravens. We'll have Joe's mock draft tomorrow. I believe day, uh, round two of that mock draft is going to come out uh, by the time I record the episode tomorrow so we'll have a full two-round mock draft to discuss from joe a different methodology uh, from him that we'll be able to break down here on the show so it should be a lot of fun hope everybody has a great rest of your tuesday thanks as always to bet online for their continued support of the podcast i'll talk to everybody tomorrow